श्री गुरु वैष्णवपुर परंपरा की जय परंपरा श्रीमद् भागवतम की जय So we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, second chapter. And we're in the middle of an explanation of the verse that answers the first couple of questions of the sages. And that verse explained that the best thing for human society and the best thing that can be ascertained, the best thing worth achieving and the best thing that can be ascertained, the best thing to do that can be ascertained from the scriptures is bhakti. Hmm? Do bhakti to attain prem bhakti. Prem bhakti was described there um, nicely by Sudha Goswami. He said, um, and he called it uh, Parodharma. So, by contrast, now he's been speaking about the general idea of Dharma and how it's um, it's misunderstood what its uh, real purpose is, what its real objective is. And um, what is the nature of the truth that it ultimately seeks to shed light on. And so tonight we come to the verse that begins to speak about how to do that then. Mm-hmm. So Sutta Goswami says, Chachadhana munayo jnabhairagya yuktaya Pashanti Atmani Chatmanam Bhakti Shutta Grihitaya. <clears throat> Prabhupada's translation. The seriously inquisitive sage or student, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes the absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. <clears throat> so, again, when parodharma, which means aitiki bhakti, shuddha bhakti, the advocacy of Bhagavatam, was uh, contrasted with the general idea of dharma. Sudha Goswami said that this uh, dharma is um, that doesn't please the Lord, that doesn't awaken a taste. For Hari, Shrama, Avi, Kevalam, this is a waste of time. So, in his beginning description, he tells us achieving, attaining a taste for Hari, Hari Kata, this is what uh, life's about, and unless the Varnashram does that, it's a waste of time. He wants to make a, a contrast. And generally, people engage in the Varnashram. The Dharma Marg, the Karma Marg, as it may also be called, without any view to get a taste for Hari, and just engaging in that doesn't give a taste for Hari. Hmm? No, uh, Bhakti is its own cause. He's already said that. Um, so, 
However, he goes on then to say what? Dharma sahi apavargasya. The Dharma is for apavarga. We talked about that. Apavarga means liberation. So there's two ways in which we can engage in the karma marg or adhere to the Dharma. We can adhere to the dharmic, karmic injunctions hmm, with a view to attain something uh, 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 material. Hmm. Or sakama or nishkam. Hmm. We can engage in the dharma without a desire for the fruits, for the results. So when he came in the second verse, to talk about dharma, contrasting it to the pro-dharma, the general idea of dharma, he said, dharma is for apavarga. So here he's talking about adhering to the dharma dutifully, but not uh, for the sake of uh, dharma adherence as a mean, as an end, but as a means. by which transcendental knowledge will result. So if we follow the injunctions of the scripture, according to Varnashram, given our particular position in the social strata at the time as uh, that that was in place, Varnashram system, but without a desire to get the fruits, not to do the Dharma, to go to heaven, to get a better wife, this, that, the other thing. But... Um, because it's it's an activity that's enjoined in the scripture, so it's coming from the sacred texts, um, but without a desire to enjoy the fruits. And so this is called Nishkam Karma Yoga. Hmm? And this is practiced by the yogis. We find in the Gita, to engage in yoga, one has to first do Nishkam Karma Yoga. By the jnanis, to engage in jnana, first one has to do nishkam karma yoga. So one has to pass through the dharma marg, follow the Vedic injunctions in this regard, so forth, but without attachment to the fruits. This will, this then brings wisdom, this sacrificing. So this is how we turn the dharma from something religious into something spiritual. And so dharma sihi apavargasya. So apavarga means liberation. For the jnanis it means brahman. They want to attain brahman. Oneness with brahman. For the yogis, another type of transcendentalist, it means paramatma. They want to meet the paramatma. The lord of the, of the world. The lord of the, the heart, the heart, the body. The heart is a microcosm, microcosm of the macrocosm. So it's the same lord. He's in the heart. He's, he's in the atom. He oversees the world. This is the manifestation of Vishnu, not I am. Hmm? So yoga, as it's described in the Yoga Sutras, as a path, factors in some bhakti. Ishvar Pranidhan is the term used there. Worship of Ishvar. The objective is to attain Vaikuntha. Hmm? Meet the Paramatma, the Supreme Soul. Appearing there is Bhagwan Narayana. Hmm? He may also be called in the generic sense the Paramatma, the Supreme Soul. It means. So these are two types of um, transcendental disciplines. And then there is bhakti. 
Bhakti doesn't take us through Nishkam Karma Yoga. We can begin Bhakti without Nishkam Karma Yoga because Bhakti is not dependent upon anything. Knowledge will not come into an impure heart. Bhakti will come, purify the heart. Knowledge will come as a concomitant of bhakti and so on and so forth. But other transcendental paths require a cleansing of the heart by other means. This is Nishkam Karma Yoga. Before one can sit, do meditation appropriately, or do vivek, the contemplation of the jnani, such that uh, in culture, internal wisdom, hmm? mystic wisdom. Um, so, so what place then is there for the bhakta to engage in the dharma? Hmm? Well, there is some place. Sometimes we see them doing that hmm? for the sake of keeping order in the world. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu observed aspects of Varnashram as a sannyasi. Um, but, of course, he had no attachment to the karma marg. He did not think that he needed to engage, or the devotee does not think he needs to engage in the dharma marg in order to be covered, so to speak. Bhakti is sufficient. This is the kind of faith that's required to tread the path of bhakti. If one has that faith, and nonetheless, at the same time, when the circumstance arise, um, for the sake of the society, he or she adheres to dharma conjunctions that don't, that are relative and that don't come into conflict with the absolute. Because he or she has no faith in them as a path to pursue, there's no results that come from them. Because without faith, one doesn't get results. And Krishna mentions this in the Gita. <laughs> so he doesn't have to. Get, he doesn't get any good or bad results from that. And this is the position of the devotee, and um, generally he's not involved in that. But as I say, for the sake of the society, keeping order. The classic example is that the devotee in in the Varna, in, in the Vedic society, the Bhakta, um, his father dies. He performs Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did himself the Shraddha ceremony for the uh, uh, passing of the father so that the ancestors will be pleased and so on and so forth. Advaita Charya, we see, he performed the Shraddha. Hmm? The Prashad of the Shraddha is supposed to go to the best Brahman. He gave it to Thakur Haridas and outraged all the Brahmins who thought, I'm the best Brahman, no, I'm the best Brahman, and so forth. And there was a, they were very upset with this and they went home and to light their sacrificial fires and none of their fires would light so then they realized the position of Advait and that of Haridas and so forth. Which is another example of the point that's really being made here. It's a nice one, nice example. The real fruit, the real purpose, the whole idea of Varnashram hmm, in its highest reach is to please Hari. Hmm. And Hari is pleased when his devotees are pleased, so Haridas is pleased. <laughs> and so, but at any rate, here's, here's an example. Advait is performing the Shraddha ceremony. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed the Shraddha ceremony, but they had no faith in the, in the Dharma Marg. They were just doing this for the sake of um, keeping order in the society and acting religiously and so forth. So they're not implicated in that. Their bhakti is not covered. It's anavrita. It's not covered by karma. It's not covered by, by jnana. So superficially, the devotee may engage in the Dharma Marg. He's already pleasing Hari, in a way that the Dharma mark could never do unto itself. But nonetheless, 
that is what its purpose is. In some way, remotely, it's meant to please the Lord. Point being so, if you can please the Lord directly with bhakti, then you don't have any obligation for this. And foregoing any karmic, dharmic obligation, there will never there will not be any loss. You're covered by bhakti. This is all what's being described here in these verses. So tonight's verse, we'll probably cover more than one, but uh, it's mentioned, Chat Shradhana Munayo. So those people who are pursuing Brahman, Paramat, or Bhagawan, the transcendentalists, the Karmaganis, the yogis, and the bhaktas, the yogis again seeking Brahman, the, or the, the Gyanis Brahman, the yogis Paramatma, and the devotees um, Bhagawan. <clears throat> All this in relation to the Dharma Marg, <clears throat> they're, they're engaging in it for transcendental, with a transcendental ideal in mind, especially the devotee, but the, the yogi and the Gyani as well, practicing Nishkam Karma Yoga to qualify themselves for um, so that they may be proficient in their path, sitting, meditating, and so forth. So these are the then seriously inquisitive students or sages, as Prabhupada refers to them here, Tachradhana Munayo, Gyanabhairagya. So Gyanabhairagya, in one sense particularly, pertains to the, to the yogis and the jnanis. Hmm? Gyan the culture of knowledge and um, and oh, and vairagya, these are limbs of yoga and jnana. As we've heard earlier, they are not limbs of bhakti. Hmm? Hearing and chanting are limbs of, bhakti, of the body of bhakti. The worship in the deity is, is a limb of the body of, of Krishna bhakti. Hmm? Um, serving the guru worshiping the Buddha is a limb of the of the body of, of bhakti but but jnana and karma are not and these things as I said before they stand out as being big and important and so forth of course they come in bhakti we said that before in this verse brings it up again but in an overt sense here the jnani and the karmi or excuse me the yogi are referred to here with the words Gyan and Vairagya, those are limbs. So within the context of Varnashram, they're doing Nishkam Karma Yoga and they're culturing, culturing Vairagya, Nishkam, and they're culturing uh, Gyan. Hmm? And so the verse says, Pashanti Atmani Chatmana. Vishnu hmm? Chakvitaka gives a nice explanation of these uh, three words. Pashanti means to see. So it, 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 it's speaking about their realization, what they attain, what kind of darshan of the absolute advaigyan tattva, the non-dual tattva, the non-dual knowledge, do they perceive? It's in various forms. Three, Brahman, Paramatman, Bhagavan, Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavaniti, Shabdite. The scriptures say, Shabda, like this. So he says, Pashanti, they see, they realize, they have the darshan. Um, Atmani, Atmanam. They see the Atmanam as non different than the Atmani. They see the Supreme Self, Brahman, here, as non different 
from the individual self. For the yogis, he switches it. And of course, I don't know the sense of grammar like Vishwam Chakrabhati does. We'll trust him on that. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's the other way around, Pash, pashat, Pashanti. Hmm? They see in their hearts uh, the um, the What the the the, the uh, atmani hmm? uh, on the part of themselves the atman anyway reverses it so it's uh, they 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 see the yogis see themselves as brahman the the jnanis see themselves as, as one with brahman the yogis see in their hearts they see the the the, the paramatma. Hmm? And the, and, the, and the devotees, he says, Pashanti Atmani Chatmanam. And he says, they see the Lord hmm, in their heart. And the word cha, rather than just be a, being a connector here, means, and also, and also means, and they also see him outside. Hmm? They see themselves hmm, as non-different from the body. Hmm? It's qualitatively one with Brahman. They see the Lord in their heart, hmm? and they see Him right before them, as as well. Hmm? Besides Antar Darshan, they see Him in Lila, standing before Him, before them, right, in His threefold bending form. Hmm? So it also can be taken to mean then that the, the devotees they see Brahman, Paramatma, and the Bhagwan features. They don't. They they realize all three of these in the context of really realizing Brahman. The final line here, of course, is is very important. It says, Bhakti Shruta Grihita. These sages do this by Bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti Shruta Grihita. They practice Grihita Bhakti as they've heard it from the scriptures. So they will hear it to different extents. Hmm? From the scripture or from their guru, depending on what kind of guru they have. Any kind of guru, whether he's a jnani or a yogi or a devotee, he has to talk about bhakti. He has to represent the scripture. The scripture talks about bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti is what makes any of these paths effective. So the word, the last line here, bhakti shudra is very important. It says it says that these devotees, these these karm, these yogis, these jnanis, they follow the varnashram without a desire for the fruit. They become proficient in 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 jnana and vairagya in their paths of vivek, introspection, and yoga. And when they factor bhakti into that, as they've heard about bhakti from their guru, from the scripture, mixed, mixed forms of bhakti, yoga misra bhakti, gyan misra bhakti, gyan, called path of knowledge mixed with bhakti, the path of yoga mixed with bhakti, they get their results of realizing for the yogi, the paramatma, of realizing the uh, uh, Brahman for the jnani, and of course for the devotee, hmm, realizing Bhagwan. Hmm? So that being the case, then he says, "Atapum bedudeshesta varnashrama vibhaga saha sunustita sadharma sasangsidir haritoshanam." So he says, "Therefore, atapum atapum Therefore, O best of the Brahmins, <laughs> this is the." You know the big, the big, the big cheese in the, in the Varnashram there, 
you know, the, the top upper rung of the Varnashram, he's talking to the Sashonaka, <clears> or <throat> best of the Brahmins. <laughs> Uh, so, so much for this Varnashram, which you were previously gathered for in the context of getting Swarga. Hmm? Swarga Lokas, as it said in the very beginning. Huh? Uh, what does he say? He says, uh, under the, for the, that, uh, Satram Sargaya Lokaya. Hmm? gathered for a thousand years to attain Swarga. It takes a long time. We talked about that. Uh, to be to become accomplished materially and even then you fall down from there and so forth. So he's bringing it all back to that. So that whole thing, this is not what we're talking about. You, the answers to your questions have to come, <coughs> come to Bhakti. <coughs> this is the subject of Bhagavatam. So, Atapumbi Dvijasveshta Barnashrama Vibhagasa all of the different, excuse me, Vibhagas, all the different um, duties within the Varnashram, all that Varnashram that it consists of, Sunastitasya, Dharmasya, Sangsidhi, Raditoshanam. He said, this is what it's really about. It's all about pleasing Hari, however indirectly. Hmm? That's what this system is about. If you look at it carefully, people don't understand it. They engage in it for going to heaven, selfishly. They engage in it for giving up material desires, gaining wisdom, attaining uh, knowledge of oneness with Brahman. Well, okay. They, they engage in it for uh, becoming proficient in yoga by purifying the heart also um, and becoming, therefore, thereby capable of sitting and meditating and so forth, for attaining Paramatma in the heart or Narayana Bhakti. Okay, mm-hmm. that's something. Mm-hmm. When they mix in Bhakti, as they've heard properly, if they've heard properly from their guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the whole goal of this, and then and for the devotees, mm-hmm. their position, they attain Bhagavan mm-hmm. by Bhakti, mm-hmm. So this is yayatma supersedity. This is what they do. So the whole, this ordinary dharma, this is what it's for. In a remote way, in a general way, in an indirect way, it's for pleasing Hari. That's what it's about. So the implication is, if you can please Hari directly, he says, by what I'm talking about, if you can get faith in this, uh, that savai pumsaparo dharma yato bhakti bhoksaje, ahoy yayatma supersedity. Vasudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janayati Ashu Vairagyam Gyanam Chaitahoitukam. That bhakti, which covers all the whole realms of religious duties, are covered by that. Mm-hmm. If they're about pleasing Hari, well, <laughs> bhakti is pleasing him much more comprehensively, so however he would have been pleased by that, it's already accomplished. It has its own vairagya, its own gyan. In the context of pursuing, we cultivate knowledge of Bhagwan, and we we cultivate giving up the things that are unfavorable for the for the service of Bhagwan. So we have, it has its own knowledge, its own detachment. Hmm? Any of the other transcendentalists who want to attain this Advaigyan Tattva in one degree or another have to have some bhakti in it. Hmm? So. 
we should come embrace the Parodharma. Hmm? This is completely pleasing to Hari. This is what Varnashram is about, ultimately, if you look at the whole the whole picture. Hmm? So to the extent to which Hari is pleased, this, he's saying here, this is Dharma. Hmm? And you cannot please him more than by directly engaging in bhakti. This way, he's trying to awaken faith in bhakti and break the faith, if you will, in the in in the the uh, the Dharma mark. This is exactly again what Krishna does in the Gita. Sarva Dharma Pratyajja. Mamikam Sharanam As I said, if you want to love God, you gotta give up religion. You gotta give up Dharma. For its own sake, just adhering in the Dharma, forgetting, you know, the results of material acquisition and so forth. The carrot that the Dharma's marg waves. And you give it up in terms of Nishkam approach to it as well. Whatever could be achieved by that is achieved by bhakti. He's showing this. He's showing that Bhagwan, which is realized by the devotees, that Brahman and Paramatma are included within that. So, whether your path is non-transcendental, in religious results from that, if it's transcendental in any lesser way than bhakti, this is all included in bhakti. So, therefore, he says, he comes then, what? To the conclusion, he says, tasmad ekena manasa. Therefore, tasmad ekena manasa. With one-mindedness, Bhagavan, Sattvatam Puti, he says, therefore, I'm talking about bhakti here. Without bhakti, you can't get anything. The whole face of bhakti brings us Bhagwan. Hmm? He said, Savai Pumsa Parodhana, you took bhakti to hoksuja. He didn't say bhakti or brahman, bhakti paramatman, ad hoksuja. Hmm? We already talked about this. Ad hoksuja is another name for Krishna. Hmm? Right? Came, comes out in the Brajalila and so forth. So, hmm? he says, Bhagavan Satpatam Pati. The Bhagavan who is the Satpatam Pati. Satvata means truthful, and truthful means devotees. Beginning of Bhagavatam tells us, Dharma Projita Kaita Bhutara Paramoni Amat Saranam Satam. Kapila Dev says, Satam Prasanga Molir Sambhido Bhavanti Vritkanana Sayana Pata Kata Taddojana Dashpavaraga Bhattmani Shraddharati Bhakti Manukramashati. Both of these verses, the words Satam Prasanga, Satam means as used for devotees. It means truthful in the fullest sense. Satyam param dhimahi. This is the what the Bhagavatam is about. Hmm? It means to glorify, to meditate, to tasmad ekena manasa, to fix your mind with oneness on Bhagavan. Hmm? Paramatma will be realized. <laughs> Brahman will be realized. Anything you could have accomplished in the Dharma mark will be, will be, will be accomplished. Hmm? And, and who is that Bhagavan? He's Sattvatam Pati. Hmm? He's the Lord of the Sattvatas, the truth seekers, who do Satyam Param Dimahi, who meditate on the highest truth, Radha Govinda. Hmm? Satyam Param Dimahi. He is the Sattvatam Pati. He, he takes care of the devotees. That's what he's saying. He's, you know, all these, you're worried. If you don't do the Dharma Marg, what will be the problem? Hmm? 
Arjuna had this question in the Gita. Well, if I forgo the Dharma Marg and I take to yoga, as you're saying, and ultimately bhakti, as you advocate, but I'm not successful in yoga and in bhakti, then I've, I'm not following the Dharma conjunctions. I could, I could incur some bad reaction. Krishna says, don't think like that. Tata here means with Krishna speaks this word with great affection to Arjuna. He says, Oh, my son, like a mother talking, Oh, don't think like that. No. You will be successful. Yoga Jema Bahami I take care of you. This is my position. I take care of my people who, who come under me. Under me. I am Bhagawan. I am Satvatam Puti. I am the protector. I am the husband. I am the Lord. I am the Pati, the maintainer, directly of my devotees. What would be lacking for them? Don't think like that. With great affection, Krishna speaks this line to Arjuna. No. You cannot be, you cannot be unsuccessful. In the Bhakti Marg. Hmm? If you go, unless you go against Bhakti, you can only make progress in Bhakti Marg. Hmm? And Bhakti Marg cautions us: don't go against Bhakti. <laughs> so, 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 so he's saying that by these words, he says, "He's Bhagawan, Tasmati Fix your mind on Bhagawan, Adhoksaja." See who he is. He's the protector of his devotees. There'll be no loss for them. And how shall you do that? Hmm? He explains here. How shall you fix your mind? Shrotavya kititavyascha dhyayam nitya dhyaya pujascha nityada I used to know all these verses. <laughs> I forget them a little bit here, but uh, nice verses to learn. Hmm? I'm going through this and I realize, oh, I, all these verses, the first chapter, all the, uh, up to about, I don't know, ten or so more, I learned all these verses when I was young. <clears throat> I haven't gone over them in a long, long time. So anyway, You should do shravanam, kirtanam. Hmm? How you fix your mind on, on Bhagavan, who's the lord of the devotees, the protector of the devotees, by... by Shrotavya, Kittitavya's cha. Hmm? Hmm? By hearing about him, by chanting about him, and Jayam. Hmm? Um, that will bring Smaranam, Dhyan, meditation, automatically. What do we say? Bhaktisattva Sarsthi Thakur's poem. Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Svabhavi. This is throughout Bhagavatam you'll find this. This, this. These three things are put together. It's three, four, five places. Uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pralatsar. But he said, he gave the other list of the Navalakshan Bhakti, all the limbs of, of Bhakti, the nine primary limbs of Bhakti. But in three, four places here in these early cantus, you, you, you'll find this. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. Here it says, Shrotavya, Kititavyascha. Dhyaya Pujastanitya. Our meditation, that will be our worship. Dhyam. Hmm? 
pujas to Nityananda. That, that will puja will be Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. This, as I've said before, this will bridge the gap between the worshipper and the object of worship. These, these are the main limbs of our Agbhakti. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. That Smaranam will be, will be fostered by Kirtanam, hearing and chanting, and it will be, um, as it starts to become a reality, then it will be, it will be, um, how you say, how you say um, helped, augmented by that. And ultimately the Kirtan will continue. Therefore we find, for example, Golo, this uh, Gopakumar, to attain the ultimate destination he did, Kirtan, are the favorite names of Krishna, like Kanubai, 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 hmm. Krishna. <laughs> he did Kirtan, are the favorite names of Krishna, according to his sentiment. He was a Sakha, hmm. Gopakumar, he was in Sakyarasa. He chanted those kind of names, and then he, and the corresponding Jayam or Smaranam, which came from that, Lila Smaranam, on those particular pastimes. This is the path. Hmm. So very nice answer he's given to the first couple questions of the sages. Shuddha bhakti, he says, and this is how you do it, and this is what it's not. And don't be worried that if you do if you do that, something will be missing. See, this is faith. This has to be in place. This is what we call shraddha. We're not worried that if we don't do the dharma or anything else, there'll be some loss. It's a little harder for the Western, you know, people to relate to. It's not we're not coming from this kind of a culture and so forth. Hmm. Um, but I think that's maybe good. <laughs> it's easier for us to grab onto the idea. Of course, then we have to think how well we're able to how see how well people are able to grab on. Are we just making an add-on, like Vrindarani was mentioning at lunch, you know, and it's not going in the heart and changing us and, and integrating and being. Taking over our, our our being and so forth, uh, that we, we don't want um, that. This is supposed to soften the heart, hmm? and this this is the uh, this is the trick of bhakti: how to balance the head and and uh, and the heart. So with good guidance hmm? and serious practice, and, and taking the time to understand what is bhakti. This is what this is about. You see the, the time that's being taken. Explain what is the path, what it's not. What, it's all very useful, very powerful, very helpful for our practice. What's the time? So any question? All right, we'll stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Kijaya.